Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. Back in 2019, when I went to Christian Healing Ministries conference in Vermont, one of the things that Judith McNutt said was that she felt like the time element of healing was one of the topics that we just don't talk about a whole lot. And when she said that, I think what she was meaning is that because we see in the scriptures that Jesus would pray for someone and heal them. And it was instantaneous. And, you know, there's the one example where he healed the, the man who was blind. And the man said, I see people, but they're kind of like trees walking. And so then Jesus prayed for him again. So there is that one example of kind of incomplete healing the first time, but then quickly resolves into complete healing. Well, because we see that as the record, there's not a whole lot of... I guess maybe understanding in the Christian community that if you pray for healing, that you can ask somebody, well, how are you doing? You know, this is a good question to ask at any time. If somebody comes with pain and you say, okay, where's your migraine right now? They might say it's at a nine and a half on a scale of one to 10. And then you pray for them and they might be like, I still have the migraine. And then you say, okay, but what's the pain level now? And it might be a six, in which case that prayer actually did do something and, you know, it maybe is unchanged, but we'll just go with, it's it's still there, but it's lesser. Then in prayer, you say, the Holy Spirit is at work. Praise God. Now we're going to just contend for more of what he's doing. And Bob and I do this pretty regularly as well, because as we're praying, oftentimes maybe one or the other of us will be really tired and not just like because we didn't get enough sleep, but really tired, like we are emotionally exhausted and need the new infilling of the Holy Spirit. And so then we'll pray. And at some point we might be like, okay, I've made it to a six. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. If I'm at a six, it's just as easy for Jesus to bring me from a one to a six as it is for me to go from a six to a 10. So let me step into the elevator and just go all the way up. So uh, thank you to Chuck Perry of Bethel's Healing Rooms for that beautiful analogy. I love that mental picture of you just step into the elevator and ride up. But that's one element of the time element of healing. I think there was a different uh, aspect that I really appreciated just in the last few weeks that my Christ- or that my healing prayer minister, Cindy McFadden, was talking to me about. Because I don't usually think of healing or deliverance or um, emotional healing or whatever the case may be as something that is extended over time. I kind of feel like, no, if I'm going to be delivered from bitterness, that should just happen in a day. And if it's not completely gone, then probably there's something wrong with me. So I really appreciated what she talked about, that she said, you know, there was a season where I wept over my bitterness for... uh, for months, every day. But then at the end of that, it was like the the deep roots of that had been eradicated. And I thought, oh, this is not something I've ever heard of in all of my studies. You know, I, I think I don't hear that sometimes it's maybe not iterative. That's maybe not even the right word, but that it's progressive and that it takes time, that there's actually healing and the Lord goes in and he heals a bunch of these different things. And if I think about it now, the reality is I remember one of my mentors, Carla Pratico, talking about how when she came to the Lord in her early 20s, she had not had a godly life before that. 
And she would lay on her bed for the first year after she was a believer and listen to worship music. And sometimes she would weep. And when she asked the pastor why that was happening, he said, oh, it's because you need healing and the Holy Spirit put you under anesthetic. So you're weeping without knowing why, but it's because he's doing deep heart work on you, but you're under anesthetic. So I just thought that was beautiful. But again, that wasn't an instantaneous, like everything in your past is now completely wiped clean in a single fell swoop. And so I I think there's an aspect where I just want to encourage all of us that the Lord is actually at work. And if today we are closer to him than we were yesterday, even if we're not yet perfect, (laughs) as if that were even possible, as Paul says in Galatians 3, even if we're not yet perfect, we are still pressing in for the promises. And so, Lord, I ask that we would not grow weary as we pursue complete healing and wholeness in you. I ask, Lord, that you would always give us enough progress that we would feel like we are actually drawing closer to you. That for the bitterness, that it, there is actually less now than there was before. For the, the swirling thoughts that we want to be um, diminished or the negative thinking that we might have. Lord, we ask that you would bind those thoughts and that we could send them to you and that we wouldn't grow weary in the fact that we still have to fight negative thoughts maybe tomorrow too. But Lord, I do pray that we would be um, walking the circular paths of righteousness. Lord, I think about that beautiful translation of Psalm 23, where the, the notes talk about how we're, we're walking the circular paths of righteousness as if we are sheep going up a hillside. So we're not just in a circle around and around, but we're actually making more like a spiral pattern as we, we graze on you, Lord, that we're going up and, and entering more into your fullness. And so I thank you, Lord, for all that you have to offer us. I do pray that we would walk with you in spirit and in truth. I thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen.